welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and a home functionality coach. I geek out on every subject imaginable regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I post questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best. Follow along on social media under the handle Space and Reason. Welcome and thanks for joining me today. A few quick bits about me so you know who you're visiting with, and then we'll talk about homes, my favorite subject ever. I am married, 47 years old, and the mom of a six-year-old boy. And if you do the math, that's right. I waited until I was 40 to have a kiddo. Bought my first home at 24, and I've bought and sold several ever since, for me personally. I'm a realtor licensed in the state of Oregon with 503 Properties, and I am a home functionality coach. I have added it up. And I have moved 17 times in my life. Oh my God, that's a lot of moving. That's a lot of sampling what it's like to live in different spaces. I started taking notice that different spaces caused me to act differently regardless of the square footage. I went to countless Street of Dream tours, renovation tours, modern home tours, and home and garden shows. I walked through homes with my clients, hearing what they like and dislike, both about the homes that we see and the homes that they live in. I hear what matters to them. And it's usually things like time with their kids, roasting marshmallows over a fire pit, or making a family recipe with their aging parent who may now be living under the same roof. Seldom do I hear people make parallels like, I feel like my son hides in the basement and plays video games for 13 hours, so I'd really like to find a home without a basement that could still have a dedicated space he can play in while still being surrounded by life, light, and the people who love him. So I continue to observe and listen to what people say about what they love on one hand, but what they want in a home on the other and they don't necessarily add up to the same stuff. This isn't an absolute statement, of course. Things are never really black and white. Most people fall along that scale somewhere in the middle. Because you are kind enough to spend your valuable time with me, I promise not to waste it. I also will not be cussing, as I know sometimes your kids are in the car or nearby, One of my most favorite authors is Jen Sincero, and she has both a potty mouth and a fabulous sense of humor, but it bums me out that I can't listen to her with my son in the car, so I made a mental note that I'll keep it clean so it won't matter if your young ones are around. I'm sure by now you've heard the phrase, live intentionally. 
And you likely have also seen the magic of simplifying with Marie Kondo. Whoop, whoop. Love that show. If you're anything like me, you likely recycle what you can instead of putting everything into a landfill. Probably also would like to find more quality in every aspect of your life, including your home. If all this resonates with you, you have come to the right place. I love this quote from Oprah who so eloquently states, I think all of us have a desire for similar things, wonderful smells, a feeling of belonging and reassurance that everything is going to be okay. We want to know that we matter, that we're heard. We want deeper meaning. We want to thrive. But you have to set yourself up for success here. Build a space to thrive in. You're building and creating the framework for your life to happen. So it's worth considering it. What lights you up? And do you have space for that where you live? That's a really big general statement, right? Like, where do I start? A wise person once asked me, Christina, how do you eat an elephant? Well, the answer was one bite at a time. It's truly the only way to get anything done. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, get this, the average American spends 87% of their life indoors. What? If you're indoors 87% of your life, that means two things. Number one, what is happening in your home is very important, including how it functions, how you feel in the space, and whether it brings you and your family frustration and stress or pleasure and support, right? Number two, your home should reflect and enhance your personalities and passions. It should act as a haven to recuperate and launch you into whatever your heart can dream up next. It protects you, obviously, from the weather, and it's a frame for your life. This is all a really big deal. Your home matters. Have you ever noticed that you feel differently in certain special places out in the world? You linger, you notice the scents and air, you slow down, kind of dial it all in. There aren't a lot of these places, but they exist, and a lot of times you're really aware of it. I would guess most of the time it's a restaurant. Sometimes they're homes, maybe a boutique, maybe it's a garden. These spaces feel this way by design, and you can create a space that encourages you to slow down, take in the moments, talk longer, and hear one another. The spaces within your home absolutely count. Are you prioritizing your experience in and around your home? Does your home make you feel easy and relaxed? Or does it stress you the heck out? How do your spaces feel? How do they smell? Does your home support your relationships? Does it encourage quality time together? Does it embrace your entire family? Are there spaces for each person to become the best version of themselves, to pursue their passions, set them at ease? All of these are questions that you can think about, write down, and re-examine as the week goes on. I would suggest first, examine if you have the right home for you. I'm not going to try to talk you into selling, trust me. I'm not your typical realtor. (laughs) 
a lot of times when people say, hey, Christina, I want to sell. Come over, see my space. I walk in, look at the house, and they say, gosh, I really need more room for yoga, whatever it is. And then I go, wow, look at the space over here. Doesn't look like anybody ever uses it. No, you know, it's the formal dining room and we maybe eat in there once a year. And I'm like, could we do a little tiny remodel and make this into a yoga space? I'm all about reimagining. What could this space be? We all have different seasons in our lives. And I hate to imagine that people literally need to buy a new home every time your life shifts gears. Now, obviously, the, the caveat is if you are in a tiny downtown 280 square feet condo and you're pregnant with twins, I'm all about it. I will sell you a new space. I will list the condo. No problem. I will show up with bells on. But what I'm suggesting is when you already have a sizable home and things shift That's the ideal time to really have a look, like step from the outside and like you're a stranger, look inward at your space and say, how am I using or not using all of the areas in my home? And how could it be used differently for a higher, better purpose to serve our family better than it is now? What I'm asking is for you to think of a space and call it like space neutrality. It's an important feature because what might have been popularly labeled like a guest room in 1994 and should now, I think, be called flex space because it accommodates whatever you need in your life at the time or as you age. That neutral space doesn't have to be a room with four walls. It can be a corner or a half of a space. Perhaps when your son is six, it's his Lego studio, but then becomes your paint studio when he moves out. Spaces should not exist in the confines of their current labels if they're not being used in such a manner. Let me repeat that. Do not go out and buy a bigger home if you need more space when you are not using all of the space that you have in your existing home. More space is more money, more to clean, more to pay taxes on, more to decorate, more to sit empty, and more to make you feel empty. And by sit empty, I meant if you aren't using a formal dining room in your existing home and you buy a bigger home that still has a formal dining room, the chances of it sitting empty are pretty great. Now keep in mind, I'm only suggesting this If you have spaces that you are not using, and that includes, by the way, the junk room. (laughs) I listened to a different podcast the other day, and I learned there was such a thing as a junk room. May or may not have started out as a guest room. At one point, started accumulating unfinished projects because when you don't finish something and then you have company, you kind of like put it in in the room and you shut the door so they don't see it. And someday you wake up and you've got a full room of crap. Yeah, that's um, unused space. And the topic for another whole episode, we'll tackle that in episode five. (laughs) Nonetheless, you kind of have to call yourself out on the carpet and say, wow, I need more space for fill in the blank XYZ. And I am not using this particular space to its best and highest use. 
And so what am I going to do today could be one small thing like finishing a project so that it clears up the space that that project occupies so that you can then reimagine that square footage. Look, what you focus on grows. And by focusing on uplifting ideas and solving small minor home problems one at a time, one day soon you'll look up and realize you've got an entire room free and clear, right? Imagine what you really love. Examine what you and your family enjoy doing and then set about creating spaces for those things. A little housekeeping note, every time you hear this, it means there's questions coming that you can write down. So when you hear that music in the middle of the podcast, grab a pen, write down the questions, and then let them marinate for a bit. Think on them because I'm not about rushing into anything. Slow it down, sit outside, have happy hour, but think on these for a minute. Every single episode will pose questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. And now for the questions. Number one, what is important to me? This is generally speaking, don't try to involve your house in this. Just if someone were to say, what is important to you? What are your priorities? What would your answers be? Once you've answered that first question, I want you to consider if you're using your square footage in your home to its highest potential and does the square footage and how you've chosen to use it support those things that you've deemed valuable and important in your life. This question can pertain to the inside and the outside of your home. Number two, I want you to think back to your happiest moments from childhood what those moments had, dissect it, and then maybe figure out how you can bring those little tiny bits of happiness into your day now. They can be very, very simple. I'm going to tell you a quick little story to illustrate how easy this exercise can be. I have a memory. I don't remember how old I was, but it had to be younger than nine. Standing in our laundry room with the window open, and fresh air was coming in, and I could hear kids playing in the distance. I could hear the from the sprinkler in the backyard. I just remember breathing deeply and smelling wonderful outdoor air. That simple. That's the sort of stuff that is important to write down, and I'll tell you why. When I reflected on this, I thought, why am I not opening our windows more? You might be like, well, duh, (laughs) but it happened so gradually. You know, our homes are made, built to be so airtight and efficient and to handle our air conditioning and our heat with such care that you don't even realize at some point I stopped opening our windows. What it really means is I kind of cut myself out of this very simple joy of smelling fresh air of hearing what's going on in the world outside. And it was something that happened over time and I didn't even really notice it. But if you can think back to the things that you enjoy, very small, subtle things, write them down 
and see how you might be able to incorporate those into your present day life. They'll be very simple, usually free. That's why they're so awesome. The answers don't just emerge overnight. It takes time, some soul searching. Look, Rome wasn't built in a day. Likewise, when it comes to creating a home that speaks to your soul, slow and steady wins the race. Let's say, for example, that one of your favorite memories of relaxation and peace was from when you were doing a family puzzle. Do you have a space for doing a family puzzle now? Is there a quick and easy place to sit down and do it with your family with easy access to puzzles nearby? It would be more likely to happen if they're close and easy to access. If you have to clean up and rearrange your entire room to do it, it's not looking promising that that would be a repeat experience. You can have reoccurring moments of natural spontaneity if your home is set up for it. Set up spaces for the activities that you love. This is where my voice is. This is why I coach. Because if you have the right home already and you give yourself permission to indulge in healthy things that light you up, that your family enjoys, you will feel more fulfilled. You will connect more often. You will have better conversation. We are enabling ourselves to have the experiences that we know will make us happier. I will find more pleasure in every day, right? Pay attention to your self-talk. Keep it positive. I, what? What's your mantra for the day? I am grateful for everything that is unfolding in my life. I created the concept of a home functionality coach because I so love indulging in the puzzles that are like, this space sucks. It's not working for me. Well, why? Let's examine that. Or I hated laundry in the last place I lived in, but for now, some unexplained reason in this new space, I'm good at it, but now I hate doing the dishes. It's a combination of how your space functions or doesn't function, which means partly how it's organized, how it's laid out, what is the lighting and aesthetics like within that space, and what are the habits and needs of the people living there. This puzzle is always changing, and solutions usually require me walking the space, hearing about the bane of your existence, and then asking questions about the way you function and how your needs are or are not getting met within that space. Originally, I was brought into homes because people were asking me to list it, but the solutions were minimal. And if you love the rest of your home, getting to the bottom of your angst doesn't always require being uprooted and starting from scratch in another house. Sometimes moving can solve your problems, but oftentimes with a new home comes a new and different puzzle, angst or anxiety. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, and these sorts of interesting puzzles are like what I geek out on. I really need to know my client and what they love and what lights them up and what makes them crazy 
and what they desire in order to really ask the questions it takes to mutually get to the bottom of that situational puzzle. Every single home has a different situational puzzle. And if you think of it that way, it's way more fun to figure out your solutions than I hate laundry. So let's examine why you don't like the laundry. What are your habits? What is the space like? What could be different? So in close, your first step is to think about what is really important to you. What small things can you recall from your childhood that you could incorporate into your day or week now? What space in your home gives you the most angst? Does your home support your relationships and encourage quality time together? And do you have space for doing what you love? Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. If you happen to live in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area, and you'd like to hire me as your home coach or as your realtor, reach out to me through social media or my website, spaceandreason.com. I'll meet you back here for the next episode. If you enjoyed this show, please give me a shout out by rating this episode. It helps me to hear your feedback and choose future topics.